I'm actually gonna start recording right now. Testing, testing, and that doesn't look that looks good, so I'm I'm happy with it. <laughs> Hi peoples. Some people be some something something. Good to know your you know music history is so well versed. Oh definitely. <laughs> uh yeah, I'm just gonna be like What's he staring at? I'm staring at me. Oh yeah, now now, now we can like see ourselves. Like I, instead of me looking at the camera before, now I'm looking at the screen, looking at the camera, looking at me. Yeah, so yeah. it's very meta. It, is, is that placed right? Should we move like the table over an inch towards you? No, I'm fine. Just <clears throat> Wait, I just yeah. gotta take up more of the screen. Yeah. That's all. I gotta get relaxed. Yeah, I'm I'm like falling off the screen a little bit. Well, that's the thing. It's like I'm 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 big enough body that I like I can shift over and I'm good as long as I'm not like humping the table. I'm fine. All right. If if anyone has the same like uh, OSD or OSD, that doesn't sound right. Uh, Over compulsive disorder, OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, <laughs> obsessive compulsive disorder. Not that I'm obsessive about you saying the right thing, but I'm just saying. It helps that I'm scattered brain. I I forget about it half the time, and then I remember. Uh, uh, that's right. I gotta stay away from the microphone, so we gotta stay like this length. Well, I'm good with that, yeah. Alright, so today's episode, uh, I'm not jumping into today's episode, I'm just kind of like, we're just going to talk about us in media, right? Uh, I figured as much, um, I didn't know exactly what uh, specifics you wanted to talk about, but, you know, of right. course, first, you know, introductions, you know, just for anyone yeah. popping up. I'm Ryan Big O'Regan. Oh, no, let's let's give it a, let's give it like a five second pause and then we'll jump in. Oh, then you do, okay, I wasn't yeah. sure what you were going with. Is this going to be any part of it or is this all this kind of cut off? I don't know. We'll see. No. We gotta take a look at it later. Depends when my computer's back up. We are so professional. <laughs> All right. Some people gotta. All right. You want you want to do the introductions this time? Uh, uh no. Nah, I think it usually works better if, like, you know, for JT and Big O, JT starts off. You know. Oh, I give you the lead. Go on. All right, guys, this is JT here, along with Ryan Big O O'Regan. Uh, okay, I have to correct, because this has been, like, the casting of both. Why are you adding the Big O and then O'Regan? The idea was for the Big to lead into the O of my Irish heritage last name. I don't know, it's your your name. Uh, well, you, that's you, my nickname. We, 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 didn't, we didn't go into the description of how you want to introduce yourself with that. Yeah, I, that's why I said big, because big O'Regan, big O'Regan, O'Regan, big O'Regan, you know, it just flows. If you have to add the extra O, it sounds like big O O'Regan, you know. Well, I offered for you I, to do the introduction. <laughs> Welcome, people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Anyways. This, so this has to stay in, this has to stay in. <laughs> All right, so... Continue. So yeah, today is about professionalism in media. <laughs> now, I have to ask, uh, based upon just what's going on in the news the past couple of weeks, is there a reason you want to talk about professionalism in media? No. Okay, good. Just so we're clearing that this way and there's no uh, ifs, ands, or what's about why we're talking about uh, the particular industry that we just both happen to be familiar with. Do you want to address certain issues? Not at the moment. Um, kind of poking there. I, I know I'm kind of poking. I know I'm kind of poking because, I mean, it does parallel. But I, I feel that 
for at least a good portion of today. We don't necessarily have to get into it because Lord knows it's been talked about at nauseum. If you don't know what we're talking about, just hit Google and you'll find something about it, I'm sure. But I think maybe even though we are connected to everything that's been talked about in a very, very scant way, it would be helpful to just go ahead and, you know, swap some stories, talk about experiences, try to get away from that for a second. So this way we just clear our heads. Okay, I... Uh, you know what? Since we're beating around the subject, just just to I, I, again, if if you because we're just doing this and people are like, "What are they talking about? Is it this? Is that?" It's uh, around the time that this is being recorded. I won't say the actual date, but it's October of uh, 2017 that we're recording this. Uh, one of the big things in social media right now is the uh, Me Too movement, and which was uh, brought on partially because of Harvey Weinstein and uh, his uh, just douchebaggery. Um, I mean, it can be described a lot worse than douchebaggery. I'm just trying to... I don't know. I don't know how, how else I would want to really describe it right now, because it's, it's technically accusations, but... But it's like Bill Cosby. There's a, a hell of a lot of, of accusations. accusations. And it's, it's not even just Harvey Weinstein. He's pretty much the biggest offender. But you, there are also other people. Lord knows there have been shots fired at Ben Affleck. Uh, you could say that Andy Signore of Screen Junkies really is the one that kicked this all off. Oh, yeah, that, that's right. So, I mean, it's pretty much just in the media spectrum all around, whether it be uh, internet, whether it be movies. You could even talk music because of the whole Kesha thing. Because Lord knows that's been in way longer than any of that stuff, but because it was just Kesha dealing with it, you know, probably people just swept it under the rug. And now other people have come out talking about this, that, and the other thing. So, since we are two people that work in media, uh, you primarily in uh, television, me primarily with whatever little acting I can do, it does strike a chord. Mm -hmm. I, I think, it, and you and I, we kind of discussed it, like, do we want to even bring this up or anything like that? And the reason I was kind of skirting the subject is, uh, I, I believe this, even though you can say on both sides of, uh, of the genders that uh, they both have faced sexual harassment. You came out with one of your stories on social media. I, I think this is primarily, in my personal opinion, it's primarily for women because it's women face a lot of this sexual harassment much more than the men ever do. And I just felt it was, at least for me, even me as a person, uh, I've been avoiding on social media just because I don't feel I have any business to it. With, with our show, we're two men. And it's like, eh, do, we, do I really want to touch on a subject I feel is really uh, something involving women and kind of having a discussion about it without any women present. That's why I was kind of like, I, I wasn't sure if I wanted to personally talk about it. Which is fair. You know, I mean, obviously you have a, a very uh, focused point of view on everything, and that's okay. But I think if nothing else, we should at least be able to uh, voice our support. Because while we... Mm -hmm may never have experienced this kind of stuff that women have. Lord knows, we work with enough women just in our little hubble here in Jersey that have probably had to deal with things similar, maybe even less, maybe even worse. Yeah. So, if nothing else, you know, we just want to go ahead and say that, you know, uh, for any women that are watching, we're with you. Lord knows, we try to be as least scummy as possible. I mean, every guy has their moments, but, you know, I've at least been the kind of person to own up to those sort of things. And, at least from my point of view, it's more the fact that it shouldn't have to take a movement like this for people to feel comfortable, whether it be male or female, to talk about it. It should be one of those things, it's like, if it happens, say something. 
but obviously we've lived in a media culture where, you know, if you do say something, that's like your career, you know, as far as, you know, the kind of people and the kind of industry we're working, you know, yeah. it's like you have to keep yourself shut. Otherwise, you know, you become a nobody that's maybe doing like a Depends commercial in 10 years, you know? Well, you know, I love... Can we really say this is just simply a media issue? I mean, what sparked it was a lot of outbreak of uh, sexual harassment in the media industry. But really, I think a lot of, uh, especially the Me Too uh, social media hashtag, has really been uh, beyond the media. It, it's been like our friends it go beyond media have been talking about this and the harassment they faced. Oh, absolutely, and, yeah. And I, I can't even say like it's shocking. It's like to me when when this all started, it's like I just assume if you were born a woman, you're unfortunately going to be facing so sexual harassment at some point in your life, somewhere probably between the ages of four and eleven. You're going to face your first time. I, I in my person from what I've what. <laughs> What I understand as a man. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, back in, like, our younger years, I mean, certainly that sort of stuff was joked about. Chris Rock uh, did a famous uh, skit in one of his shows. Uh, it probably was Bigger and Blacker, where he talked about, you know, women, you know, since the age of 13, uh, anytime a guy is being nice to you, he's pretty much just offering you dick. You know? And mm -hmm. he just went into, like, you know, uh, can I get a cup of water for you? Would you like some dick? Uh, you want me to carry that for you? Would you like to carry some dick? You know, do you need some dick? You know, it's like, yeah, at that point, it was like laughing about it. But now you're looking at it, it's like, oh, shit, we really do do that. We are terrible people. Well, there's so many things, I guess, in the last few years of, uh, of getting a better understanding of things. By the way, this is another reason why I don't like talking about this. Because I'll, I'll, I can sit here and on camera, on record, say, I understand. I don't fucking and I don't yeah. experience any of this stuff. I, I have friends who tell me their experiences. I read stuff, but it doesn't give me an understanding. So, again, oh. a reason why I, I'm never a, uh, never really personally comfortable talking about myself because it's it's like an outsider looking in and telling you how it is. But at least you're honest about that. And we're not saying that you have to understand. We're just saying we sympathize, if nothing else. Because, mm -hmm. you know, what... We're not the kind of people that are going to go ahead and tell a woman, ah, get over it, you know? We're not those kinds of guys. At least we try not to be those kinds of guys, I'm try sure. Try not to be those types of guys. Unfortunately, uh... You, you think know, any of that picked up? Like, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, we're, we're leaving it in. <laughs> no, 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 I meant the yelling on the outside. Yeah, I know. Uh, mind you, you <laughs> might notice that we're, uh, you know, looking uh, in a different environment than the past couple of episodes. We're actually filming from a secret location, which just happens to be behind JT's house. And uh, we're actually using some natural lighting right now on this uh, gorgeous day, which because means... Because I'm too lazy to actually install real lighting. <laughs> Wh which means like, that? No, I really meant that. I was like, I was about to put a panel in, and it's like, oh, the lighting is really good. Let me shut the door. Oh, the lighting went away. Eh, let's, let's just do that. <laughs> but hey, I mean, it's better experience for you folks, you know? But, okay, so saying what we've said, I think we've gotten it out of our systems and everything, and, you know, obviously if people want to go ahead and have us get into it more, they'll comment, they'll let us know for later episodes, because obviously this isn't a story that's going away anytime soon, and if anything, it's just getting bigger and bigger, the more people that are implicated one way or another. But, uh, you know, definitely, uh, outside of for the conversation today, if you want us to talk about anything specific or let us know, Please go ahead, comment, uh, whether it's on the YouTube channel, on the new Facebook page, which has gone up, 
uh, whatever's going to be easier for you, and whatever is going to be less, uh, you know, exposing for you. So this way, everything's nice, simple, discreet, and you don't have to feel like we're pressing anything. But now that's all out of the way. Media. Actually, I wanted to touch on that one more thing with media and the local Jersey boys, since we're we're both Jer- Jersey boys. Yeah, Jersey. Uh. I, when when the thing first broke out with Harvey Weinstein, the first thing I thought because the only time I ever think of Harvey Weinstein is when I'm thinking about Kevin Smith, because mm. Kevin the majority of Kevin Smith's career has been with Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, Miramax and all that it's definitely helped. Yeah, uh, one of the very first uh, movies that had the Weinstein Company logo on it was Clerks too. Mm. Um. So we, it looks like we're gonna have a visitor in a second. But, I mean, in regards to Kevin's man, I mean, he's already said, like, uh, you know, proceeds are going to go ahead and uh, they're going to be uh, donated. All the proceeds from the next film are going to be donated and everything like that. So, this way, it's not like Weinstein's making any money off of it. So, mm-hmm. that's a plus, certainly. But uh, outside of that, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, Kevin Smith is one of those people that, you know, he he's had a great success with uh the work that he's done, and he's helped launch a great few careers. I mean, Lord knows Jason Lee, Ben Affleck, uh, there's quite a few people that probably wouldn't have the careers they have now, certainly Jason Mewes, uh, without his focus. So Kevin Smith's entire career is, unfortunately, thanks to Harvey Weinstein. Uh, if you ever watched uh, the movie the Snowball, uh, the Snowball Effect, which goes into how Clerks became what it was. Mm-hmm. The uh, the climax of the film was convincing Harvey Weinstein to distribute it. If Harvey Weinstein didn't distribute it, Clerks would have never gone out. It would have never gone as popular as it was. And Kevin Smith, that may have remember he he put everything on that film. So if Clerks didn't work out, I think that would have been the end. I don't know if it would have been the end, but it certainly would have halted. You know, everything. Probably we wouldn't have to worry about Kevin Smith for at least another 10 years until then. But, you know, thankfully everything started when it did. But I think him being, like, you know, the father that he is now, certainly going ahead, putting his daughter Harley into things. Um, I almost said Haley. No, that's Eminem. That's a whole different (laughs) daddy-mother-daughter issue. Um, But, obviously, Kevin's going to do what he can on his end. Mm -hmm. So... While this may be like a slight blemish on the career, I don't think it's necessarily going to be one of those things that ultimately affects him. At least I hope not. Mm-hmm. Well, he—I mean—he's donating all uh, residuals from uh, all the films made through Miramax and Weinstein Company. Pretty much anything with Harvey Weinstein is—I uh, forget where he's donating it to exactly, but it is a cause uh, for women. Oh, probably find that uh, out. Need to look it up. Uh, but I know that that's what Kevin Smith is doing, kind of make up for it. And he said if the uh, the Weinstein company ever goes out of business and the residuals become useless, he's just going to donate $2,000 of his own money for the rest of his life to it. Uh, so I, I'd say Kevin Smith is doing good by it. It's just, but it, it's that weird thing of like, you, you got this guy and you don't want any association with him, especially now that you know just how bad he was. But at the same time, it's like if it wasn't for this guy, where I wouldn't have a career right now. It's it's. I'm not saying either or on this. I'm not saying like oh we should praise Harvey Weinstein for making Kevin Smith. I'm not saying that at all. It's but that's unfortunate. In a lot of situations. I think as uh, Ryan was mentioned a little earlier that we run into in the media 
you you don't want to be in these uncomfortable situations, but you find yourself in these uncomfortable situations because sometimes you you feel you have no choice. If you want to rise in your career, it's like you have to kind of suck it up and take it. I'm not saying I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm not saying that's the right thing. I'm just I, I understand some people's mentalities when it comes to that. Unfortunately, hmm. it's a tough thing. Oh, uh, by the way, I do have it here uh, per deadline. Uh, Kevin Smith will be donating all the residuals going forward from his Miramax and Weinstein co-produced Canon to the nonprofit Women in Film. Women in Film, per their mission statement, advocates for and advances the careers of women working in the screen industries to achieve parity. Parity, I don't know, uh, and transform culture. The organization monitors motion picture industry statistics in regards to the low number of women employed as directors, writers, producers, and other below-the-line roles. So pretty much making sure that women get their fair shake in the industry, so this way it's not uh, uh, you know, majority male as it has been. You know, Just trying to go ahead and get them more. Which, you know, people could argue, now is the year to do that, especially after one woman and Patty Jenkins and a lot of the success that women in film have been portraying. Mm-hmm. So if anyone's, if, any, if now is there ever a time for women in film and the donations and all this, now is the time because now it is getting the greatest amount of attention possible, positive or negative, and really being able to probably make some headway from here on out. So at least there's a benefit to that where, you know, something good can come out of this. So I'm 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 glad he's doing that, and I'm glad that it could lead to some better things for women in our industry. Jersey Pride. Right. And and now now I think I think I've said my piece now. Yeah, I, we've said all we can. So, in, in regards to industry in general, uh, what was it you were necessarily wanting to focus on before we focused on all that? Well, I was I didn't have anything in particular, but I mean, you and I both uh, worked in the media uh, industry for a few years now to varying dis- uh, success. We're not like the high end success of Hollywood, but but we we've had our little successes here and there. And maybe uh, to those people who are looking for a little extra advice, maybe beyond just the the regular Hollywood people, maybe uh, us too. Even though, like <laughs> again, we varied we success. So. Well, I mean, Lord knows I've gone ahead and talked about, like, films I've done and things I've been in on occasion through the past few podcasts, but uh, we really haven't touched on your expertise. Like, what, what's your overall uh, portfolio? Like, where do you hail from in regards to experience? Uh, jack of all trades, I would say. And that, I think that's a lot of people in my age range uh, right now. I mean, you and I were only three years apart, but that's fun. I, I feel like all of us are kind of like we had that jack of all trades thanks to the internet age where we learned a little bit of the camera the producing the writing the how to be in front of the camera well do you think that's an age thing or do you think that's a jersey thing because well, i mean let's face it for a lot of the people that we've known and we've worked with very few people have ever been just like one thing so i, I think that's more of like the community at large where if you're going to go ahead and you're going to try to make films uh, on your own, low budget, no budget, whatever, you have to be a jack-of-all-trades. You have to know at least two, three, maybe even four things just in order to get something done because you can't necessarily rely on being able to have a single person for every role. Well, it's uh, I don't think that's really a Jersey thing, though. I mean, if you look at uh, people on the Internet, there's people all across the country 
who really fall, fall into that role now of just knowing all around everything. Right, but they all primarily started with like one thing and then worked their way into but, knowing the other stuff. Whereas I think here, you have to have a little bit of knowledge just to get going, you know? Well, yeah. How's that different, really, though? I mean, again, it's it's the same thing. You learn a little bit here, and then you start getting better at the other end. It's like, you don't jump into it automatically like, well, I'm going to learn this with the camera, and I'm going to learn this with the uh, being in front of it, and I'm going to learn this with makeup, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know. Well, I mean, like, let's look at uh, streamers. Mm-hmm. Like, say, uh, game reviewers and stuff like that. Look at someone like Markiplier. You know, Markiplier was a guy that pretty much just had the webcam and played the games and, you know, he talked on there. But it wasn't until later on that he actually had somebody doing, like, his editing, doing his graphic cards, uh, you know, scheduling appointments for him, you know, doing that sort of stuff. And then after that, he actually went ahead and started expanding his material. He started getting into more comedy, doing more improv, stuff like that. But it's not like he really knew any of that stuff right off the bat. He was pretty much just a guy streaming video games. I don't think Jersey people know all that stuff right off the bat. It's not like, here's a camera, go be a filmmaker! Well, (laughs) no, but I'm saying, like, say if you're, like, an actor, you know, and you're primarily just, you're going to the acting classes and you're doing your acting thing. You know, if you just have that, it's going to limit your possibilities, especially in Jersey, because Lord knows you have enough people heading up to the city, and then you have enough people heading down to Philadelphia. Well, I mean, okay, I should say New York City, because Lord knows if you talk to people in South Jersey, their city is Philly. They don't even consider New York to be the city, which is weird to me. Very, very weird. I don't know about you South Jersey people. But they primarily go from one or the other, so to really do anything in Jersey is hard unless you can do so much on your own. If you're just an actor trying to do something in Jersey and not going to either of the big cities... Mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell you're going to do unless it's like a college film. But I mean, that's. So you're saying, uh, in regards to Jersey, that we're really better because we're near the two of the biggest hubs for film and media? We're, we're definitely near two of the biggest hubs. And I think. Now, this is just my own personal standpoint, but I think that Jersey people have a deeper connection to the cinematic arts than, say, some other states and some other people may. And I am simply basing this on the fact that I feel not only have we had so many people in film and television start off in Jersey, if you actually look, there's, like, a lot of people from Jersey, not just Danny DeVito. But, and this is something I've said at times, uh, if no thanks to Thomas Edison, Jersey is the birthplace of cinema. You know, it's almost like it's something that's ingrained in us, even though... It's only something that was in the last century. It's not like since the birth of the state, but I feel like there's that little bit of us all over. You know, we all have that that artistic entrepreneurial spirit where we can just go ahead and like really get into the thick of it. So if you're just someone that wants to go and work on one thing without like writing or, you know, directing or editing or learning all these other little crafts that are going to help, you know, you're just not doing it right in this state. I don't know. I again, I just I don't feel that's a Jersey thing, but I don't know if uh, if we're gonna come to a agreement <laughs> on that one. Well, we don't have to come to an agreement. That's the beautiful thing. We we can have differences, and we can talk intellectually, and we cannot want to sever each other's heads. You know, that's always nice. That does, that still doesn't sound like Jersey. <laughs> but well, again, Jersey is not what Jersey 
is to other people, obviously. Our jersey is different than what the jersey is portrayed in media because I, as far as I hear, jersey to other people is Jersey Shore, Sopranos, and Bon Jovi and or Bruce Springsteen, depending on your age gap. Yeah. You know, that 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 is us, unfortunately. And that is all people see us as, and that is a damn shame. <laughs> I still, I still get a laugh at, uh, I have family members that were from Missouri, and uh, well, they came to visit once and said to me, like, you sure talk like them Sopranos. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. oh, that that hurts my artery clogged from Italian food heart. It hurts me even more because uh, this individual was born in Jersey, but just happened to be in Missouri enough years that have that strong <laughs> southern accent, and have to go, you sound like that. <laughs> no, that was that was always the weird thing back when I went to school in West Virginia. When I went to WVU, um, for those that don't know, WVU, like, 50% of the campus is Jersey students. So that's how they're able to afford so much, because they have all that out-of-state funding. But um, I would talk to people, and they would say that I definitely have, like, the Jersey accent, and yet I was the nicest Jersey person they ever met, <laughs> which really made me wonder... <laughs> And then after a couple of years in college, it's like, I'll come back to Jersey, and they'll start saying that I have a country twang to my accent all of a sudden. It's like, down there, they told me I was the nicest and the best-speaking person from Jersey. And like, yeah, but now you're saying y'all, so it's like, I don't know where you're from now. It's like I've heard a lot of people in Jersey say y'all. It, it's starting to come around. I don't know. I think it's like something from like South Jersey, and it's like bubbling up or something. Because for those that don't know... Jersey, even though it's as small of a state as it is, it does kind of like have like three separate sections. Your north, your central, and your south. Your south is pretty much like the south. I mean, you'll see uh, more dudes with like mullet hair, driving trucks, listening to Leonard Skinner, all that good stuff. Um, northern Jersey is kind of more uh, waspy, I would say. You know, that that's kind of like where big money Jersey is. You know, you have a lot of the nicer towns, especially well, in Bergen. Well, it, it depends. You, you kind of... No one ever does this, but you can kind of split it off in northwest and northeast. You get northeast, and you're sort of like the New York City, Brooklyn-type crowd with your Newark and your Patterson and your Jersey City. But then you go a little more west, and you get kind of like the more upscale, rich, the, the Spartas, the, like the beautiful, rich people areas. Well, that's the thing. You look at, like, Brooklyn. You know, Brooklyn's still got Bed-Stuy, but it is getting gentrified either way. So, I mean, there's an ebb and a flow to it. But then there's also Central Jersey, and Central Jersey is always the weird one to me because I'm not really sure what it would fall they under. They don't know what it is. If you talk to most people in Jersey, they don't even think there is a Central Jersey. It's like, there is no Central Jersey. Tell that to the pay gap, all right? There's a Central <laughs> Jersey somewhere, all right? I'm not making as much as North, but I'm certainly making more than South. So I'm somewhere there. So I don't know. It's just, it's like a melting pot, really, because you look at places like... Edison and New Brunswick, where you have more of, like, say, a, a South Asian influence. Uh, but then you look at places like uh, Clark and Westfield and Garwood and that whole stretch of, like, more, uh, you know, white uh, Italian sort of influence, more waspy. But then you go to, like, Elizabeth and Newark, and it's, it's so clustered with, like, the sections. Well, again, it's... I, what I think it is, I think Manhattan is just... Uh, how has a nice way to describe Manhattan? Uh, it's lacking porn. That's what it is. It, it's it. I, mean, it, I blame Giuliani. It was like this hurricane, and that was the eye, and that was it. Was at one point the worst, and then it got better, and then like the worst kind of spread, 
and it would go into Brooklyn and Bronx and then uh, into New Jersey with your Newark and your Jersey City and now it's spreading further because now those areas are gingifying so it just it, that, it just that's what kind of feels like it's just kind of spreading <laughs> like the 1980s New Manhattan is just spreading further and further out but as the inside is getting better and better yeah <laughs> it's like a ripple in a lake and it's like the, while the center is coming down the wave is still coming to the shore and eventually it's going to crash on somebody yeah, that, that's actually a great example. Oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> but uh, how do we get? We we dive too much into the uh, into the environment in New Jersey and not actual media. But that's how <laughs> that uh, that's how it goes, though. I mean, that that that's the beauty of conversation, you know. Tangents, lots of tangents. It's like math. But what? I took math. I, I had a, I had a talking to someone last night about uh, they, there's some sort of new math now taught in school. Uh, I forget what it's uh, core something, but anyway, I'm not even gonna get to it. Yeah, it's no, a no, very no, that's, confusing conversation. Man. It's better we get into stuff that we actually know something about because that one, I nah, nah, nah. But media. Yes, getting, getting back to media, which is obviously something we're doing so well, just right. broadcasting this. All right, so uh, I guess it, this conversation kind of got off track because you asked me what how I got into it, and I was like, I'm all over. Uh, and then we ended up all over. Yes. But uh, I, I guess uh, I started with a friend who uh, he himself was, as a kid, just shot a lot of stuff, and uh, he let me join along. I, I actually started in front of the camera. I didn't really want to be an actor, but he had me. He needed people, so I was with him doing that. And then he he was teaching me behind the camera, so I got better than that. I was always good at organizing stuff, so then I became a producer on a lot of stuff. And that, that's it was just kind of like picking up stuff as it went along. Snowball effect. Okay, but so even just starting out, you were already like dipping your toe into a couple of different things. You weren't primarily one thing. It's not like you just started off just behind. Just like everyone else. Yeah. So, as I was saying, you know, you yeah, have but, to have your little bits of everything. But I'm saying it goes beyond New Jersey. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Although you do help prove my point to an extent. Yeah, I'm from Jersey, but <laughs> I say it goes for other people beyond New Jersey. Anyway, but, though. So now, you started off with acting. He put you in front. Well, now, was this Vitaly? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Vitaly is a, uh, a guy I, I've, I'm not, I, have I actually ever worked with him? I'm not sure I have, to be you, honest. You definitely had to meet him at some point, but I don't know well, if you were working on a film with him. I think the, you did actually, you and I never really worked on any productions. We did a short here like five years ago. That's the well, only but thing But that's I how we got the story rolling. Yeah. But no, we've done other things where we've been in the same place. But not in the same production. Yeah. Which one? Uh, what is it? Uh, 27 Minute Epic. Or 28 Minute Epic. Yeah. I wasn't part of 28 Minute Epic. Yes, you were. You were one of the heroes training. Oh, yeah, that's right. Acting! Yeah, that that was like that very last second. It's like, well, we have one more scene. You want to join? Yeah, sure. I, I totally forgot about that. Like, I... Yeah, that's something mind. Yeah, no, um, we know a couple of people that uh, went ahead and they pretty much did like an R-rated uh, superhero comedy, uh, like for what, under $5,000? Uh, they went ahead, they did the Kickstarter, they didn't get all the money they wanted to, but they still were able to pull it off in like for like two and a half hours. Was this was, it was a long movie and it was a good, fun movie to actually uh, see and be a part of, and there was the one scene in the film where there's kind of like a whole little 
neighborhood meetup of superheroes that go ahead and help the community. You've probably seen stuff like that in the news about like people going ahead, dressing in costume, helping out old ladies, serving soup at a kitchen, you know, just helping in their own little way, which is a great thing for them to do. Uh, this kind of like spoofed that a little bit. Uh, and I know I was definitely brought in to be uh, one of the heroes, which... If you ever watched the movie, was it? Is it was twenty seven man up? No, 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 it was twenty eight. It was twenty eight man up. The whole thing, I, I forget what the the description of the name was. Everyone gets fifteen minutes of fame, right. and there's two of us, so it's thirty minutes, minutes. But we already wasted some of the time, so we'll call it twenty eight. Twenty eight man up. So it 28. 28 minutes. So if you can find it, I know it's on Vimeo. Find twenty eight man epic. Uh, it was done by uh, Giancarlo and Rocco, and mm -hmm. you know a couple of guys that we know from Central Jersey indie film, and. It's if Kevin Smith did a Clerks movie and didn't get, or if Kevin Smith did a superhero, ah, a superhero movie and didn't get bored halfway through. It's essentially <laughs> Blunt Man and Chronic minus the weed. So well, was it minus the weed? Well, and not as much weed as Blunt Man and Chronic would probably have. You know, there was scant usage, but you know, I think it was more uh, a slacker than a stoner comedy. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, in the porn store. Yeah, yeah plus a porn store. Um, oh, uh, I, I don't know if I should even mention this, but did, uh, what's her name, pass away? Nicole? Yes, she did. Yes. Um, I never got the full story as to why that was, but, uh, yeah, so... Um, she she was one of the actresses in the film. In the porn story, the manager. one of the more memorable roles in it. Uh, but, yeah, I just, she passed away, and I'm, I was just trying to recall. Like, it just didn't seem real, so I was like, it just had, like, was that, did that really happen? Yeah, no, that, that that's the thing. It's like, you know, you, you start working with enough people and these sort of things happen and it, like, starts to get to you. But getting back to the film production itself, um, in this little community, I played a superhero type, which was a superhero slash bum. Um, basically, it was me carrying around, like, a liquor bottle the whole time. And when it was ready to suit up, I just pretty much took the hood of my ratted shirt and just, like, pulled it over and I looked through the eye holes of it. Uh, called myself Rum Fight. Um, and in the ancillary superheroes that were there, JT was one of them. And you can probably pick him out because he's like the only one wearing orange. It's like he really <laughs> stood out amongst all the other bums and superheroes and everything. It's like he had to be the colorful one. Like I had to pick the, I had to put like both the least and most effort into my outfit. Yeah, it's like <laughs> not, not, not a lot of detail, but certainly like, you know, you pop up on the screen, you know. So you can't, so yes, we have actually acted together. This is true. This is true. I for, You know what, though? Talking about that production, because it's now coming back to me. Uh, you know, they shot that in my neighborhood. Oh, and yeah. And the only part I did was, like, not anywhere near my neighborhood. Well, not... It was in the same town, but nowhere <laughs> near my neighborhood. It's, like, the only time I helped them with the film. But I'm watching the film when it finally came out. I'm like, all right, that's a block from my house. That's two <laughs> blocks from my house. That's right down the road. <laughs> It's like how they just didn't get a scene of you like, like walking some like in the background. We we ran into each other one day, but I didn't know if they were shooting or not. They just drove past me like, "Hey, you live around here?" It's like, "Yeah." It's like, <laughs> "Okay, bye." It's like, "That's cool. Bye." <laughs> nice, very nice. <laughs> um, but okay, so outside of that and outside of the the first short, the kidnap. Yeah. I um, Well, I mean, what films did you do behind the scenes work for? That's that's pretty much uh, more of the question. Were you part of the wait? No, I was asked to be, but 
I uh, couldn't do it because of scheduling, which has really been, like, the bane of my existence. It's, like, trying to do two jobs and trying to act is, like, pfft, not even, I, I can't. I try, but I can't. And that's, um, yeah, it's, like, uh, this industry, it's hard to put, like, even this, uh, the, like, I don't know if we brought it up, it, I, I literally put this together a half hour before we started taping, this entire setup right here. It probably looks like I just put it up within a half hour. It's in fact, I'm gonna go ahead and take a picture, <laughs> uh, just just for you know prosperity or prosperity, posterity, uh, one of those. But one I'm gonna take. Like an ass. Yes, <laughs> that, that I think that's the posterity, and that's what it's supposed to be. <laughs> yes, posterior. I always I ask my family about that. It's like it's about butts. It's posterior. It's like no, but it's posterity. But it doesn't make sense. <laughs> so you, I would do that to you'll them. You'll know one day. But yeah. Uh, just, no, because I just like uh, Ryan. I uh, I work a full time job, also strangely enough in media, but it it doesn't give me the same reward that this kind of does. But you know, when you have a full time job and you want to add extra, I, I think anyone who's watching this can relate to this in whatever passion they do. But uh, yeah, it, it's if you want to do this stuff, you really have to you have to make the time. Well, you have to make the time, you have to know everything that you're doing, and you have to experiment, much like what this is, and you have to know people. You know, that that's probably, like, the biggest crux of it. I think a lot of people go ahead and try to do things on their own, and, you know, they probably get a little discouraged when they're trying to do it by themselves, and it's not necessarily working out the way they want. It's like, you need a little help. No man is an island unto themselves. I, I think one of the blessings I ran across, uh, I started that uh, the group that you were part of, how we met, uh, yeah. Central Jersey Indie Film. Um, and, and that really helped because that brought a lot of people together and that's how I made most of my connections through that. Mm -hmm. Even though most of the people thought I was like the one who was going to break them into the business, it feels like at times. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, you're it's... helping me get into the business. Yeah, you, you, were, you were the Harvey <laughs> Weinstein, minus all the creepiness. Half the creepiness. No, that, the, no that, right 25. now. <laughs> I don't know. We, I didn't. I there's nothing I can recall in my head that I've ever done that's really creepy. But I don't know. Someone else will come out later. It's like remember this time JT did. But we've had people that have definitely done creepy things, and it's like we've had oh, to hear yeah. about it. You know. I I actually yeah I had to resolve actually a few things which were like I kept being, that's the thing when you're a leader you have to kind of be put in these situations and kind of rummage who's right and who's wrong. Heavy is the head that wears the crown, King yeah. Solomon. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I won't go into the story, but one of them was a, almost like sexual harassment. But the person who claimed sexual harassment later on proved to me that they weren't always the most honest of individuals. So I was like, all right, now I don't know if I made the right decision. Well, not just burying the lead then. That's <laughs> terrible. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Dead. No. Yeah. But... I, I didn't want to even go into the story. I just said, you, you just never know. But I mean, that that's the thing. It's like... Unless you know somebody off the bat, you've got to go ahead and network. you got to meet the people. Uh, Lord knows if it wasn't for Jacqueline, I probably wouldn't have known about uh, Central Jersey Indie Film. And the only reason I knew about Jacqueline was because she was friends with a girl I was kind of dating, seeing, you know, stupid, whatever. Hopefully she's not watching this ever. But, <laughs> you know, it, it's those weird little connections that you, know, you make every so often. It's one of those things where you don't know who's going to know who or who's going to know someone else who knows who. So you just have to be social. You you can't really be someone in media. You can't be someone in the industry and be a shine violet. I don't think. Uh, I mean, you can, yeah, you can. Well, you can, but you're gonna need a lot of luck at that point. 
Yeah, like you still leprechaun to, up the ass kind of luck. You can be an introvert. I'm an introvert, but you still need the connections. You have to. You have to leave your comfort zone every once in a while if you want to make it this. But do you feel that you're less of an introvert now no. than you were when you started? I actually feel like more of an introvert now than when How? I started. It's it's like when I jump. It's just it's such when you're an introvert that doesn't really change. As an introvert, you're someone who wants to really be theirself, has less energy, doesn't really want to talk to people. When I got more into this industry, I had to force myself to talk to people, be outgoing, be like the the, the person, the attention seeker. And but it feels like stretching. It feels like if I like if I grab one of the beams above us and I'm like holding on to it and I'm just like leaning onto it and holding my body weight there, eventually my arm's gonna get really fucking tired. Or really ripped. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. It, well, it might actually, the muscles might rip. Well, and then it'll be permanently damaged. And I think that's what, me, from a mental standpoint right now, is I stretch myself out so much that now I'm like, I, I become more of a shut-in. It's like, if, if you talk to most people right now, other than like what I'm doing right now, I, I talk to people a lot less than I did maybe just a few years ago when I was, was being the outgoing producer, leader, etc., but would you ever feel the need to go back to that, or do you, I, do you feel more comfortable now than you did? No, I don't feel more comfortable now. I don't think I'd ever feel more comfortable. But I know if I want to make it in the business, I'm going to have to go back out there. That's the thing. It's uh, me and a friend actually discussed this the other day. Uh, you know, you you're not successful trying to stay in your comfort zone. You have to exit it. That's the thing. Be smart about it. Don't like if you see red flags, pay attention. But you can't you can't always be comfortable you have to sometimes take a risk now of course you know risks being like you know maybe work with someone that you don't know or uh go to that one audition or go to that one meeting where you're not sure really what they want from you but you're gonna go anyways that Mm -hmm. sort of stuff uh not talking like well, yeah, maybe share some coke with that guy because you don't know where he could take you. I'm not talking that. Well, no, I mean, there's even a happy medium there. Like, we were talking a little bit at the beginning about the, a Me Too. Like, if, if that person that comes to you and they're, uh, they're fast-talking and selling you on something, it's something you really want, but you're, you're all these things are like, this doesn't sound right. It's like, you're not leaving your comfort zone to deal with this thing that you've never dealt with. You're listening to this person, and you're going, uh, something doesn't seem right here. Mm-hmm. I, I've run into that too. As a guy, I've run into that, uh, and that, that's not even going to sexual harassment. That was just there was a lot of. I, I tell people this all the time. Filmmakers, we're all crazy. It just, <laughs> it just matters to what level of craziness you want to deal with. I'm about a seven. <laughs> you might be a little lower than that. I've I've dealt with full fledged tens. Oh my god, um, first person too I ever dealt with in film. It almost chased me away from film. He it was such an aw- I used to have nightmares about this guy. I'd wake up with his face, like, like thinking he's sitting over my bed, staring at me, and wake up and screaming, "Ah!" It's like it's. it's Dude, you, what, what? What did he do? Like, all right. So this is a story. I got. I never heard this one. This is good. All right, let me let me see if I can remember this one because this is almost like fourteen years ago now. So it all starts with Star Wars, <laughs> as most things do. Um. So this kid was in a uh, preppy high school, and he was making a Star Wars fan film. It was like a remake of the uh, of the new trilogy. Oh the, God! The 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 that should have been your first red flag right yeah. there. Christ! 
But you know, he put he put up a whole bunch of flyers. Uh, he didn't get it done in high school. Well, he, matter of fact, I found out later he got expelled from the high school. Red but, flag number two. <laughs> actually, I shouldn't even told that part because it kind of leads into like the better part of the story. Uh, <laughs> so basically, uh, you fast forward to me in college. I'm starting to get into film now. I met my friend Vitaly. Uh, oh no, I didn't meet Vitaly at this point. Actually, I Vitaly leads into the story, so that's, that's Ooh, another thing. There, there's a lot of twists and turns to the story. It's just been a few years, so I'm trying. It's to like an onion. Brain. It's got layers. Yeah. So, all right, let me think where to start with this. So there's this guy, and I, I already said this part. He uh, in high school, he's making a fan film. He never finished it, and then come the college years, where I'm in college with him, he posts up a whole bunch of flyers in our college saying. Hey, I need help editing a Star Wars fan film. A thousand dollars if you help me. Uh, me being a dumb kid at the time, I was like, "Ooh, I make films. I think I know how to edit." Kind of. <laughs> uh, note at this time, I, I was editing on Windows Movie Maker, and I'm reading this like, "I can edit this film." <laughs> so I, I took the ad and uh, I talked to him, and I ended up getting in with him. Uh, the other red flag should have been the first time I met him. He's a guy my age, and he met me in a suit and with frost tips. And it's just like... Well, just, just, just to date this, what year was this? 2004. Okay, well, I mean, the frosted tips are standard, I would say. You know? It's just, it, it was it's still a little out of place. And he would... He would Dude, talk, I had frosted tips, he, all right? That's what I'm saying. He, he talked like he was a yuppie out of the 1980s. He was just fast-talking me all the time. Oh, this is great. This is great. This is going to be the greatest film ever. Oh, you love it. Aren't you excited? Aren't you excited to work on it? And he's just, like, it's just all over me with this. Well, I mean, that's not necessarily the worst thing. I mean, it showed that he was passionate, didn't it? No, this was consistent. And, and some of the stuff he said wouldn't add up. So then he was on cocaine. He almost seemed like it, but he wasn't. He was just crazy. So anyways, uh, he would come over to my house. He would be there for like seven to eight hours editing this film with me. I'd be like, I'm tired. I need to go. Like, no, no, no let's keep going. Let's keep going. This is great. Aren't you excited? I, I want someone who's excited with me. You're excited, right? Right, right, right? Oh, that's speed. Yeah, that's speed. Ooh, ooh, man. I'd just be like this all the time, and I was getting stressed out, and I, I started like getting worried about it. It's like, I need a contract with you, man. Oh, what do you need a contract for? It's like, I just want a contract. It's $1,000. And got a contract signed. He said this was actually being sponsored by a school too. Like the school wanted it finished. The college? Yeah, no, the high school. The high school wanted it finished. Now you heard what I said a little earlier about the high school. So again, this is something I didn't know yet. All right. So anyway, he's telling me like, oh yeah, this teacher really wants it finished and blah blah. blah and he's a great guy and uh, I'll I'll get you. Uh, yeah, I'll get you the signature because the school's the actual ones paying for it. He actually said the school was paying me. The thousand dollars for all this. So but he was, out. but he was the one doing up the contract, not yeah. the school. No, no, he's saying the school was doing the contract. Trust me, it, it goes deeper. Okay. So he had a contract me. Uh, there was no uh, notary there, so that should have been a red flag to me. But I was eighteen at the time, so I didn't know anything about notaries. Number four red flag. <laughs> uh, we also we couldn't get half of the film uh, put together. Almost everything was analog except like these four tapes. Which were like, uh, they looked like uh, high eight tapes. If anyone remembers what they look like, but they weren't high eight tapes. There was something called digital eight, and they only worked on a digital eight camera. And I'm like, well, I don't know how to get these to work. Well, my my old editor Vitaly knew about them. Ah. Oh. So this is where one of my good friends Vitaly comes into the picture and into my life. Uh, so I'm like, can I talk to him? Oh no, he moved to California. 
did. Good for yeah, him. Yeah, so you can't talk to him. Okay. Because, <laughs> you know, phones weren't existent back in 2004. So, couldn't get hold of Vitaly, trying to figure this all out. And then one day, this skinny, blonde-haired kid comes running up to me with a big smile on his face, like, Hi, you're JT, right? I'm like, yeah, who are you? Oh, I'm Vitaly. <laughs> oh, are you here on a business trip from California? I heard you were in California. No, I'm not. No. <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever met Vitaly, he he's a very chipper personality, and and this is my first introduction to him. And also, again, red flag number five. <laughs> wow. So I started talking to him about it. And he's like, yeah, I, I, he's crazy. I couldn't work with him. Um, I, I think Vitaly was nicer about it than I was, but he told me about the time, like the final straw with Vitaly and this guy was Vitaly's mother saying, if you don't leave my house right now, I'm going to kill you. Oh. The mother threw him out of the house. But he, he put Vitaly in a lot of bad situations, too. I still have some of the tapes from, uh, from these Star Wars things. Had Vitaly on top of a car as he was speeding with the car, like he was flying on a rooftop. Like holding on to the rooftop? Like yeah, they're, they're in New Brunswick on top of a parking deck. Uh, Vitaly is holding on to the top of a, uh, of a of a car, and they're speeding it on top of the deck. So he looked like he was uh, uh, Boba Fett's father, kind of flying in the air. That that's what they were going for. Yeah. Jesus, was there like a harness or any kind? Like was there no, no harness, no, no strap, no oh jeez. No. So th- this is this is a lot of the dangerous stuff we were dealing with, and. Finally, I was just, I was getting fed up with this guy. Uh, like I said, I, I was getting nightmares about this guy. I just couldn't, I was, I broke down once because of this guy. It's just, I did not want to deal with him anymore. That's saying something considering some of the people I know you've worked with. Yeah. This, this was the worst. This, this is how I'm able to deal with a lot of the craziness we've seen because I started from bad. Patience through pain. <laughs> That's good. It's like, JT knows a lot about contracts. JT learned a lot about contracts. <laughs> <laughs> So, I think my final straw with him was, uh, we were on the campus of our college, uh, I told him I was done, and if he didn't pick up his tapes, I was going to set him on fire. I even had someone lend me a box of matches, I was actually ready to set them all on fire. Uh, Vitaly just happened to be with me, um, and we decided we are going to trade the tapes off, but we'll do this at the police department for the college, just so witnesses, and cops are probably the better witnesses. So we go there, and I have the tapes that Vitaly originally shot. And he's like, I have my tapes back? And he's like, no, yeah, here you go. And he started taking the tapes, and he started erasing them right there. He, he was erasing them right there? like Yeah, he had his camera on him, so he was just taking them and then wiping them on, on the camera. Why? Did... He didn't really want them. He didn't want uh, this guy to have them. So, wow. when the guy, so when the guy came in, I gave him the tapes, and... He said, well, where's, where's the new footage? And Vitaly goes, I deleted them. <laughs> wow. That, that, that's some evil shit, though. But, I mean, we, I we guess all things considered. like this guy. <laughs> okay, fair enough. It was warranted. But, I mean, is there now anything left? Oh, no, of this? This, this story's not done. What? Uh, that, that wasn't the end? No, not even the do- end of the police station. What the Because f- he started a fight with us that caused the captain to come out. Yeah, they started a fight at the police station. Not, not physical, but started a shouting match. And he, so Captain came out, made us all sit down, and we explained the story. He explained it all. Remember the contract I said? 
Well, I forgot to mention that a day or two earlier, this is what actually led to me saying I finally quit. I went to the school mm-hmm. and uh. I went to the principal and I showed him the contract. He's like, uh, this student is actually, he was expelled from our school. He's an embarrassment upon the school. Uh, he actually said embarrassment uh, upon yeah. the school. This teacher that he said signed your contract, I know this teacher's signature and this is not his signature. Ooh. So this this is a forged document. Wow. Oh, great. So now we're in the, the police station. Uh, let's fast forward back to that. And the captain's asking what's going on. And I mentioned the forged signature. And he's like, oh, okay, so I forged the signature. You just admitted that you forged the signature in front of a police captain. Good job. <laughs> so I, I had him pretty much there. And even better, it's like she asked him also, too, for all our IDs. So he didn't have his. He drove there, and he didn't have his driver's license. So he's just compounding on top of things. Yeah. So it was just like, we just... He was a lot of trouble. The, my final act with him was he actually did hit me up on the, the digital stuff. Uh, he said if I didn't give him the footage, uh, he would sue me for it. And I did happen to have a digital backup of him. So I gave him that, and then more family members of mine threatened him the day I gave him the stuff back. And that was my last dealing with him. Well, friend of how? Like, like you leave uh, this member of my family alone. <laughs> wow. And surprisingly, I didn't say threatening because it come back like, oh, he said this and this, and then he just stole to leave me alone. <laughs> and surprisingly, this is less messed up than the actual Star Wars prequels. Which, to round that all out, has there ever been anything shown of? Any of the footage that remained. Oh, no. I refused to show any of it. But, but did he show it? I don't yeah. know. I don't care what the fuck he did with it. <laughs> as long as he's out of my life. Uh, actually, funny story, though. One of the stars of this film, the guy who played the uh, the Jin Khan, or whatever the character was. Um, was it... Oh, did he play the Obi-Wan character? No, he played the uh, uh, Leslie Nielsen character. Leslie Nielsen? Quan Jin or something like that. Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Leslie Neeson. Not Leslie Neeson. <laughs> Leslie Neeson is someone else. You know those L's and N's. I always screw up their names. They're totally different actors. Dude, I would have loved to see Leslie Neeson in a Star Wars film. <laughs> I'd like to see Leslie Neeson in any of Liam Neeson. I just wanted it to be on, like, on the William Falcon. And they're like running through and like shooting everybody. And then Leslie Neeson comes up to the cockpit and is like... I just want to tell you both, good luck. We're all counting on you. And then, like, goes back to, like, the little gunner pod. <laughs> I've got Leslie Nielsen in any of the other roles. Like, I have a particular set of skills. I don't remember them right now, but I will soon. <laughs> no, knowing Leslie Nielsen, he'd be like, I have a particular set of skills. You know, shooting, running, sometimes flatulence under the radar. You know, just going to, like, a whole <laughs> list of, like, nineing things. Just it would go all police squad with it. But uh, I think that's really the wrap up on that story. But hey, I met one of my uh, one of my closest collabs out of that over the years, Vitaly. Even if it was like the worst, is the one good thing that came out of that. But I mean, that's always the thing. It's like I really can't say that like every horror story is just a horror story because there usually is always some good that comes out of them. Ironically, so mm-hmm. I mean, if that means it helped you meet Vitaly, and from there everything else has been sparked yeah. and built off of, then. So be it. You had to go through a little bit of pain in order for everything else to flourish. And learn to have to deal with a lot of bullshit yeah. in this industry. So, pretty much, if anyone ever has 
a question or advice, just keep this in mind. If you can live through something like that, you can live through anything. I forgot to finish the other part of the story. The the guy who played uh, the Quan Jin character. Yeah. If I'm saying the name right, because I feel like I'm Qui Gon Jin. Qui Gon Jin. I think Quan Jin was uh, Mortal Kombat. Maybe. Well, I thought you were going like more Quan Chi, like Boba Hotep or something. No, but anyway, we know the character, and uh, uh, the guy who played him years later approached me because he's one of my roommate's best friends since childhood. He's like, "Hey, I heard you worked on a Star Wars film." Like, yeah. It's like, do I look familiar? Not really. Oh, you sure? And looked at him like, oh shit, you were starring in that. I'm sorry. It's like, yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'm guessing he never saw anything about it either. No, he, he, well, after he found out I worked on it, he's like, you gotta show me the footage. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that's why. It's like, man, this is fucking awful. So I'm restarting to record. <laughs> so, so guess what? <laughs> so yeah, so uh, if you notice that little edit right there, that's because... Our record died, and uh, going back to test where the record died, then we realized I muted my mic the entire time. So if you're wondering why I sound like shit this entire episode, because I'm an idiot. <laughs> it, it's what happens when you're both your talent and your technician at the same time. <laughs> God. Like, I'm, I'm literally, I'm, like, I'm looking at this thing right here with us on it, and I'm look, looking at the levels, which are fine the whole time, because we're being picked up on both microphone on his microphone. But this is on mute. <laughs> um, which it isn't now, so obviously you can probably tell some bit of yeah, difference. Yeah, so it sounds a lot better now. Actually, now I'm, now I'm hot again. <laughs> no wonder I wasn't hot when I was talking. You know, I was even looking at this earlier, I'm going, my levels are kind of low. Should have been a sign. Red flag. <laughs> Red flag. It's like... Some red flags I still haven't seen, or not have learned from. All right, so, all right. On, the, on that note, yeah. Uh, I thank you again for joining us, guys. Uh, again, uh, we're right now we're on YouTube. Uh, I believe our our username, if I, I fixed it, was is JT Space Big O. Um, we're also on Facebook. Look for JT and Big O on there. And we'll probably be some other social medias too. We have our own separate social medias. I'm uh, on Twitter. I'm vidgeekjt. On uh, Instagram, I'm uh, videogeekjt. And on Instagram, Twitter, you can find me at real ordeal. R e e l, not a l, as some people have yelled at me about. Uh, R e e l o r d e l e. And you can find me on Facebook at uh, Real Ordeal Entertainment, its own page. You can contact me through there. And, of course, as always, uh, if you have any comments, uh, concerns, anything you want us to talk about, certainly go ahead, comment on the YouTube page. Uh, go ahead, click like on the videos, subscribe. That's probably the best thing you can do. And also follow and comment on the Facebook page just so we have this interaction with everybody. And if something's good enough, we'll go ahead and talk about it. And with that being the case, and now that you can hear both of us clearly, uh, I'm Ryan Big O O'Regan, or Big O'Regan, as it should be. And I'm Video Geek JT, and we will catch you next time. Hopefully on both speakers. <laughs> Hopefully we'll have our act together by then. We Not won't. likely. No. 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 no.